podcast world. I'm Kathy Kelly, and this is the very first episode of Chatting with Kathy 2.0. Took a little hiatus from doing the show because I just got crazy busy with work. Got a couple new hosting gigs. Been doing some videos with BuzzFeed. Still doing After Buzz. So basically just getting hired by any company with Buzz in the name. <laughs> Um, I'm also doing a radio show called What the Francia with Francio Raisa, who happens to be the guest on today's episode and maybe why you're listening. But before we get into her interview, I want to talk to you guys about the reason why I wanted to relaunch Chatting with Kathy. And that's because I wanted to do a couple of things differently than I might have done in the past. I think we're going to be focusing more on the podcasting side of things than the video side. Still going to upload some videos, but um, I want to take this on the road and be able to do them more frequently. I've also had some really cool guests in the past. Olympic gold medalist Ali Raisman was on. Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton on Fresh Prince, was on. Had a lot of really cool guests, as I said, but I really want to feature more of my close friends because I think I have some people in my life who have accomplished some pretty cool things. They say you should surround yourself with like-minded people or people that inspire you, and I'm really lucky that I have a lot of friends who do that for me. Um, Some of them have some really inspiring stories, and I want you guys to be able to hear them as well. Maybe they'll inspire you. Maybe you just downloaded this because you need entertainment on your way to work. Whatever the reason is, I'm happy that you did. Also, for future episodes, I'm going to be doing a little Q&A at the end of each show. We'll talk about the industry or maybe what's going on in the news. You can ask dating questions, life questions, math questions. Any kind of questions, tweet those at me at Katherine Kelly. Use the hashtag chatting with Kathy so I can find them. Or you can post them on Instagram somewhere too. And I'll try to find them too. Uh, <laughs> if you've listened before, great. Welcome back. If this is your first time listening, welcome for the first time. Hope you like it. And you should subscribe on iTunes so you can get future shows. As I mentioned, today's guest is Francia Raisa. I wanted to have her on because not only is she a very successful actress, but without getting too mushy, she is one of the nicest, most genuine human beings that I've met in L.A., maybe even in my entire life. She's one of my best friends and my work wife. We do a radio show together called What the Francia on Dash Radio Tuesday nights. So check that out. We also talk about dating on this episode. Or not dating, rather. Her love of WWE and tacos. And you'll probably learn some stuff about her that you didn't know before. Because I definitely did. And I thought I knew everything. Anyways. Hope you like the show. Thank you, Francia, for coming on Chatting with Kathy. Thank you for having me. This is so weird and interesting work-wise. 
we always talk about how we're in your kitchen talking, or it's kind of like we are, but we're actually at a radio station, and this is actually being recorded in your kitchen right now. Yes, it is. So welcome, everyone. Where are the tacos? I ate them. You never eat anyway, okay? I will, literally one time, Kathy came over. I was having a bad day, and she's like, why don't you just make some tacos to feel better? She goes, and I'll come over. And I was like, great. So I bought all of this food, and I made tacos to eat it by myself because Kathy had already eaten. She's like, well, I knew tacos make you feel better. I'm like, but I want to share it. So I had tacos for days. So I know better than to have food available when you come over. It's because I usually eat, like, a pint of ice cream for lunch, and then I can't have dinner. Speaking of, I'm like, what's for dinner? I know, I know. It's, like, dinner o'clock right now. Um, So I wanted to talk about your career as well, just because you're one of the people that I admire where um, you have, like, you're a very successful person, but you don't really let it get to your head, and at least I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see myself as, success. I, I, as successful. I feel like I've done a lot in my life, and I'm really grateful for it, but there's so much that I still want to do, and yeah. I'm basically doing what I love. So um, I guess in that sense, I'm successful in being able to achieve a dream and, and work in a dream that I've had since I was a kid. But, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know what you mean as like as far as, like, it's it's cool that you had a dream and you're working to achieve all of those goals. Like, when – when you were a kid, I know that you've talked about how you wanted to be an actress pretty much your entire life. Was there like a moment where you realized that's what you actually wanted to do? Yeah, actually, it was when I was about um, either 15 or 16, I was watching the movie 13. And um, that movie really impacted me. So I was a little rebel when I was in high school. And I was like, I'm going to sneak out of my house and go to parties and hang out with boys and make out and drink. I was like, I was a sophomore in high school and I saw that movie. And um, obviously my parents didn't know, but my sisters witnessed it. And I saw what it did to Evan, what's her name? Evan Rachel Wood. What it did to her family, her character's family and like how much it was hurting them and their siblings. And it kind of just like opened my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the example I'm setting for my sisters. So it completely changed my life. And in that moment, I was like, okay, this is why I want to be an actress. This is why I want to make projects that, you know, have a message that like impact people, you know? So that's the moment I was like, all right, this is what I'm, I'm going to do. And this is why I'm going to pursue it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you actually about, uh, your awkward years, like middle school, grade school. I've seen the pictures <laughs> and I was like thinking, I was like, I wonder if Francie and I would be friends when we were 13. <laughs> so what were you like back then? I was awkward, but I guess I was also a little brat. I was a, I was a brat too. Well, so I had a little mini high school dinner last night and this is going to sound awful, but I'm going to share it. So we were talking about high school and like, you know how you have that one high school sweetheart or whatever? I didn't have one, but my best friend who's, like, married now or whatever, so it's, like, a joke. Everyone is married now. <laughs> everyone but me, literally. It was, like, everyone brought their significant other. But anyway, so she was talking about her freshman year. She, like, dated a guy seriously. And um, she told me that, like, when they were broken up, after they broke up or whatever, that I kissed him while we were at Magic Mountain. and Or he kissed me, and I let it happen. I was like, what? I did? She's like, yeah, you totally did. And then you came to me crying, like, oh, my God, this is what happened. I'm like, 
I'm sorry. That's so rude of me. I don't even remember that. But like, I was like, God, I was a brat. I'm sorry. Like, there were just things that I did I didn't think about, you know. It's like, oh, say sorry later. But now, you know, an ex of my friends tried to kiss me. I'd be like, what are you doing? Wouldn't even wouldn't even wouldn't even let yourself no wouldn't wouldn't even go there. I mean, it's a part of growing up. I mean, my mind was somewhere else. And when we're kids, we're kids. But I was awkward. Um, I was I thought I was a nerd. I wore glasses and had the braces, and I didn't know how to brush my hair. Um, so I always put it up in a ponytail, and I was obsessed with gel to the point where you can knock on my head. (laughs) It was rock hard, and if you tried to brush it, it'd be flaky. And I plucked my own eyebrows, so they were really pencil thin, not cute. Um, I was asked to grow them out in um, high school, when I went to high school, and um, I didn't wear makeup at all in high school. Me neither. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. I I think my senior year of high school, I wore black eyeliner for the first time, and that was it. In high school, I think I discovered those, like, oil powders, and because... Oh, yeah. So... And we would do P.E. And then after P.E., all the girls would be, like, freaking out about getting to a mirror so they can fix their makeup. And I'm just, like, waiting in the back. Like, hello, can we leave? And they're like, I just, I need to, like, conceal. And I'm like, I don't have anything. So I would take out, like, the oil powder and, like, pat my face and be like, uh, I'm done. Do I need to put on more? Like, I, I just, I didn't get it. And then one time, I was a cheerleader. The cheerleaders were like, Francis, can we please do your makeup? Like, just please. Please wear contacts. And I'm like fine and I cried because my eyelashes were like really long at the time and I was like I look terrible and now I'm like yay long lashes but I was just like I was weird um how'd you learn about makeup then my sister sat me down and said younger sister my younger sister my younger sister yeah well I'm the oldest of, of three but my middle sister she went to makeup school um well one being on set I get really bored in the makeup and hair chair, so I just kind of, like, paid attention. And then, two, I, it got really frustrating trying to get a makeup artist every time that I was going out. So my sister literally sat me down. She was like, this is a brush. This is eyeshadow. This is eyeliner. And so she started teaching me. And I did, honestly didn't start wearing makeup until I was, like, doing it myself until I was 20. That's crazy. Yeah. So going back to you in your younger years – what, like, clubs, what sports were you doing other than cheerleading uh, when you were younger? Um, just basically cheerleading. Um, I have always – I was mostly in after-school activities that were outside of my school. Like, okay. So from the time I was, like, five to oh, God knows when, I was dancing. So I was a part of a dance studio. I did karate. I did ice skating, which helped a lot with cutting edge. <laughs> um, I did – oh, God. I played the accordion. Part of being awkward. Are there videos of this somewhere? Probably. My mom probably has them somewhere. Like, okay, first I of all, pay money to see that. I, well, dang it. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. Actually, I would pay money to see that too. Well, one, I had an obsession with Family Matters. Oh, Steve Urkel. Exactly. Oh my god. But like, I think my mom got confused because I told her I wanted to learn how to play the drums. But then the accordion came. I don't know. I, I wanted to play the drums, too, because I saw a couple kids, like, in band with drums, and my mom made me play the flute instead, so. I don't understand. I said drums, and then I got an accordion. Clarence. Clarence, but you're the worst. Then I'd be like, did I do that? <laughs> so. But in high school, I was basically just a cheerleader. I, I did try to join track for a little bit, pole vaulting, but that didn't last very long. Did you try acting at all? Like, did they have a theater program at your school? 
my freshman year of high school, um, my elective was theater. Um, my Actually, my mom made me do it, and I was actually miserable in that class. Why? I don't know. I was just – I was a freshman, and there were seniors in there that were, like, flirting with me, and I was like, oh, my God, senior boys. Of I was just – I was just, like, so focused on looking for my high school sweetheart than, like, paying attention, yeah. which eventually it came in handy. It wasn't really till sophomore year that I was like, okay, I need to – I want to do this. And I think because everyone else was slacking off, yeah. I couldn't really focus. Um, it was just the environment I was in. Yeah. So I know that at that age there were some people that told you that you would never be an actress. And how – like, did you ever believe them, or how did you overcome that? No, I never believed it. I think whenever I'm challenged and told I can't do something, I'm like, okay, just watch. Prove them wrong. Yeah, I'm always, it's a challenge for me, and I love challenges. So um, I think that's why, too, I took so many lessons and everything. Like, if someone said, you can't do it, I'm like, yes, I can. So, I mean, it's not easy to overcome. And honestly, like, the older I get, the harder it is to keep that frame of mind. I think you and I have talked about it where it's like, God, I wish I was a teenager again. And, like, I had the same. Invincible. And, like, there's so much rejection in this business and so many people telling you who to be, what to be, what to dress. Like, you start questioning your own character. Like, especially when you walk into a room, an audition room, and they're, like, 50 people that look exactly like you. You start comparing yourself of who's skinnier, who's taller, who's funnier, who's whatever. Yeah, or when you start hearing their audition through the other door and you're like, okay, well, they're saying it that way. Is that what they're looking for? And then it almost, like, makes you question the choices that you've made for the character. Like, it's tough. So, I mean, I'm working to get back into that mentality. Um, but There's I, no blinders on, though. It, That's it, what I've been doing. It's blinders and having really supportive people around yeah. you. Fortunately, I have an awesome team working with me, my managers and my agents. I have awesome friends and my family have been. Yeah, you have awesome friends. I mean, I may be talking to one right now and looking at her in my kitchen. Someone else here? <laughs> but um, go ahead. Next question. Who is your favorite friend? You know. <laughs> como que no hablo inglés. No hablo inglés. Uh, what were you going to say? I don't know. I forgot. I was just going to say, I have a lot of awesome friends, yeah. but you are definitely someone that has, has been amazing. Kathy made me feel so special on my birthday. I mean, I, will, I cussed her out for 30 seconds, as we all have um, saw on Instagram, because she let me leave the house stinky and dirty, thinking I was going to go work out <laughs> while everyone else was cute and smelled nice. Like, TMI maybe, but like, I had gone to the gym earlier that day. <laughs> And you know when you feel so gross that your, like, skin almost feels sticky? Yeah. That's how I felt. And I'm walking into a nice restaurant. Everyone looks so cute. And I'm like, I don't even know if I put on deodorant today because I thought I was about to be with a bunch of sweaty men. Yeah. But anyway, long, um, going back to what I was saying, like, you know, Kathy made me feel so, so, so special on my birthday. And, like, honestly, probably, like, this year is the most I've ever felt love. Yeah. So, yes, you are one of my favorite people. And I didn't even pay you to say that. <laughs> That was free 99, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, um, so going back to being in high school and booking your first gig, was there, did you find it hard, like the transition from being a kid and being in that environment to working? Like you didn't really get those pivotal college years. Oh, 100%. I mean, even still now to this day, I'm like, what do you mean I have to make a business decision? Can I just like, do I have homework? 
I mean, can I just go watch TV? Like, it, it definitely was a hard transition, especially because I got my first job when I was 16 years old. And I remember um, being in a trailer and getting a W-9. And I was like, what the hell is this? They don't teach that in college, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> they don't teach you that anywhere. Like, literally, schools need to start yeah. teaching you how to do that stuff. Pay your taxes. Okay, no one taught me that either. Like, they're, like, asking me how much to file. I'm like, I don't know. Like, they're like, well, zero to nine. I'm like, what do you mean? I, is zero bad? Like, yeah. so there was that. And then also it was really hard on my friends because my senior year of high school, I actually decided to leave the school that I was with, at for three years, the school I was supposed to graduate with. Um, I graduated early. And I went to shoot Bring It On, and a lot of my friends, you know, would still hit me up to hang out, yeah. but I couldn't because I was working, and they just didn't get that. They didn't understand. Yeah, now they do, but at the time, like, I lost a lot of friends because they're like, what do you mean you're working? What do you mean you're shooting a movie? Like, it just, where I was raised, where I come from, like, the industry is just not, it doesn't seem possible. Mm-hmm. So, even though you live in a suburb of Los Angeles, which I thought, I mean, a lot of people would be more understanding of the business we had no idea that the hollywood was just over the hill like i remember watching nickelodeon and seeing you know drake and josh and then be like we're going to hollywood and i was like oh my god i want to go one day like no idea was 20 minutes away from me being starstruck like everyone else too (laughs) no seriously i was just like oh my god look it's drake and josh you know like seeing people at restaurants or at airports i'm like oh my god can i take a photo and now it's different obviously not there's certain people that i still get starstruck with like when we go down to wwe events i'm like total divas which i love that about you though because that just makes you a relatable human being thank you i appreciate it i mean did you saw my face when we saw mark Wahlberg? i was like hey i was a little kid so do you feel like you missed out on like i don't know college stuff being in sororities and I don't know what else you do in college classes. No one really feels like they missed out on that. Yeah, honestly, I do. Sometimes I wish I went through it. So I wish someone pushed me back then and said, even though you're working, you can still do school. I didn't think it was possible to do both. So I encourage everyone to go to college because my sister just graduated college and she got to, she was in a sorority the entire time. And I got to hear all the stories and not just the parties, but just like learning and all the classes and and graduating and you know having that as another accomplishment like just because you have one dream doesn't mean that you can't conquer multiple so you know when I was on set of secret life I wish you know someone could have said hey you could do your homework on set you can take night classes there's options you know so um, I do feel like I missed on a lot but fortunately like college is always there and there's always an option to go back but I can't I mean I'm not going to be 27 like sorority but it, it was just, you know, I guess that was my path in yeah. life. Um, I didn't go to prom either, and I wish oh. I did that. Like, I wish I would have stayed senior year. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm grateful for Bring It On. I had the option to go back afterwards, and I didn't because, I again, I let someone talk me out of it. Yeah. But I grew a lot from it, and um, especially with the position I'm in, where a lot of people come to me, you know, seeking advice and stuff, at least now I can say, well, I know what I'm talking about. I didn't do this, so I encourage you to do it because of this, you know. It's the worst getting advice from someone that doesn't know what they're talking about. Like someone that's never had a boyfriend but giving you advice on your boyfriend. It's like, well, you don't know what you're saying. Shut up. Shut your face. Just get over it. No, I can't get over the fact that he just cheated on me, okay? No, I can't. Um, 
So you can still play a college student, mm-hmm. potentially. Not the same thing. But. Not the same thing at all. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, see, I, I've played a bride, but it wasn't the same thing. I've, oh. Yeah, you know. You I didn't actually get married? No. Yeah, but it was cool wearing the ring. It was weird. But I would have to give it back at the end of the day, and I was like, oh. Always a bride actress. Never a bride. Never a bride. Always a bride actress. The amount of times I've gotten engaged and married on TV. Or pregnant. Pregnant, too. <laughs> but you that one, I have no problem giving the belly back after that. Yeah. But it's so funny the way people treat you when they think you're pregnant. They're, like, so careful. I'm like, what the? So going back to being starstruck, is there anyone that you've worked with that you were like kind of in awe or fangirling out over? Um, yeah, let me think. I mean, I think every project I've worked with, I've been fortunate enough to work with people that I've admired, yeah. that I look up to. Like even on Mindy Project, I was like, Bill Hader was in the episode and I was like, oh my God. And just like watching him get into character and watching him improvise. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe I have a yeah. firsthand look at this. Um, uh, who else? Oh my god! Well, bring it on! All of Destiny's Child came on set, so that was really cool. And I was standing next to Beyonce, and I was like, "Hey, B, <laughs> yeah." She was just standing next to me with her security, and I'm just like talking to me. I'm like, "Oh yes, Beyonce, hello." That is one of the cool things about the industry, though, is that like sometimes you have to take a step back, and I'm almost jealous of myself, like being put in these positions. This is work. You're getting paid to do this. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah, exactly. And these are real people. I mean, like, Rihanna was in Bring It On, and it was, she was just a cool, down-to-earth chick, you know. She, she and I are the same age, and it was yeah. just like, we have a crush on boys, you know. <laughs> it's it's chill. It's fun. Yeah. But, yeah, every single person that I've worked with, honestly, I was, like, a little starstruck just because of their talent, and it's people that I've, I've admired, and I've been fortunate enough to be a part of projects with people like that. Yeah. So. I know that you're in acting classes now. A lot of actors, like, once they start working, they stop taking classes. Why uh, do you think that it's important for you to continue and stick with that? I mean, why is it important to go to the gym to stay fit? So just because you feel like you're in the best shape of your life doesn't mean that you're going to stay there if you don't keep working out. I love that. Um, Rita Moreno, actually, um, I did Monique's talk show, and so I have Monique to my left. Rito Moreno to my right and Dougie Fresh next to him. And after, and I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And Rita Moreno put me, pulled me aside. And at the time, she was like 80, I think. And she was like, I still take acting classes. You always have to study your craft. You always have to exercise it. Just because you're working doesn't mean you can perfect it. You learn something every day. And I'm fortunate enough to work with one of the best acting coaches there is. I mean, who works with Will Smith. Will Smith doesn't need an acting coach, but he will still have him on set with him. You know, you, you all constantly have to exercise that just because I've worked as much as I have and I'm fortunately continue to work doesn't mean that I'm a perfect actress. You know, Jennifer Lawrence still needs to be coached. Everyone, everyone is being coached and there's, you know, you can always get better. You can always get better and there's always something to learn. You can be 75 years old and still learning something at life. And like I said earlier, like just because I'm in great shape right now. But if I stop exercising, it's not going to stay. I know dance is a huge part of your life, and that's kind of like working out. Um, when did you start? I know you started classes really young, um, but has, it's always been a passion of yours then. Yeah, actually, yes and no. My parents put me in dance when I was five, and I did it just because that's 
what my parents told me to do. But it came to a point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired because I was literally taking three classes a day, six days a week. Really? Yeah. After school, go home, eat, get ready for class, and go to the studio. And I wouldn't be able to do my homework till like, late at night. And um, unfortunately, sometimes my grades were failing because of that. And I was just, like, tired. I was always tired. And I wanted to hang out with my friends, and I couldn't because I had to show or I had – a test uh, a, 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 to test for, like, my next belt in karate, and I was really frustrated. Um, but my freshman year of high school, I told my mom, I was like, I'm not dancing anymore. I want to be a cheerleader. I want to be a part of school. I want to be a kid. And I missed it so much, like, so much. And I, I forgot the passion that I had for it. And I think it – I relearned it when I was introduced to a dance studio when I was 15 years old. Um and it was just a different style that I learned, and I learned that there was community in it, and there was so much storytelling, and I just got a different understanding from it. So it wasn't my parents telling me what to do. It was me pushing myself to do it. And, you know, we all need a source of, like, we all need a way to, like, let things go when we're frustrated, and that's just dance for me. Like, yeah. whenever things are feeling a certain way, even when I'm happy, I dance, you know? It's just, that's that's what I need. I don't need alcohol. I don't need drugs. I need to dance. You know, it's just my healthy way of like dance it out. out. Exactly. So, um, I still a passion of mine. I do it for fun. And again, like I said earlier, there was a point in my life where I thought I want to be an actress and that's all I, 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 I can do. I didn't know that you could do multiple things. And you hear about these entrepreneurs that like have their noses and everything. And I'm just learning the older I'm getting that I don't have to just be an actress. I can also be a dancer and I can also do a radio show, you know, or I can also like be a businesswoman, be a businesswoman. There are other things that I can do and I am passionate about it, but I was just like so stuck on what people were telling me to be that now I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So do you have a a favorite type of dance? God, there's so many. Um, actually people don't know this about me. I'm a tap dancer. Really? Yeah. I love tap dancing. Do you have a, a tap dance that you do with an accordion? (laughs) <laughs> no, that would probably be really hard. Really? That uh, that's like America's Got Talent status right that there. That would go viral, I feel like. For, well, the, yeah, looks like a YouTube sensation. Looks like I'm going to have to start pull out my accordion and my tap shoes. Do you still have your accordion? No, it got stolen. <laughs> yeah. No. I Out of my garage at my parents' house. Really? I don't know. I have no idea, yeah. It got stolen. It was a really nice one, too. But, um, yeah, tap is one of my favorite, and obviously hip-hop. And I'm falling in love with burlesque. And now, even though people have their opinion on it, pole dancing is an art. So, I mean, you're really good at all of those things. So. Uh, thank you. And you post the Instagram videos to prove it. I mean, I just want to share what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, that's the point of social media, right, is to be able to share your life. Instead of, like, being like, look what I'm doing and scrolling through your phone, people can just go on your page. Do you have any advice for people that can't dance? Like, maybe me. Uh, uh, just go out there and do it like I made you do at <laughs> WrestleMania. No, that was all alcohol. <laughs> Whatever. It, didn't, it doesn't matter. I still push you out there and I pushed you to dance. I, yeah. I don't like it because I'm the awkward, like, white girl on the floor and everyone else is just killing it. I guarantee you there were other people that were more awkward than you were. You saw them. So focused on myself. That's one thing that I realized uh, growing up is like 
don't worry as much about what other people think of you because most people are just so concerned with themselves. Yeah, like in dance class. Some people are afraid to take dance because they're like, what are people going to think? I'm not going to pick it up. I guarantee you I did not see you. I'm watching myself and perfecting myself because I want to post it on Instagram or something. And the people that are looking at other people to make fun of them or put them down are usually the people that are insecure and they're looking for someone else to make them feel better. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's no need to worry about it. I don't think people ever come out like, I'm going to go make fun of that person. I think if someone's not picking up the routine, they're looking for someone else that's not picking it up with them. So they feel like they're not alone. It is hard to overcome um, those fears, though, like whether it's with dance, acting. Um, I've had a lot of people that I've talked to, YouTubers, who were like afraid of starting a YouTube channel because they were worried about what people would say about them. So do you have any advice for people that may be in that position and they, they want to do something, but there are those hurdles to follow their dream? I mean, I, honestly, I was that person. I just like got over myself. Like you're... You're going to sit there and wonder what if, and that is probably the worst question that you can ask. I mean, I think you told me a story, and this goes into relationships, but you can, you know, relate it into your career, too. You told me a story about someone that is, what, in their 60s, and they were afraid to, you know, take a chance on a person because they thought they could find something better, and now they're alone Mm -hmm. and miserable. And I just don't want to go look back in my life. Like, right now, I'm like, what if I did go to college? I would have a bachelor's degree right now, and I could still be doing what I love, you know? So now at this point in my life, and and that's what I encourage people younger than me, like, if you're going to ask yourself what if one day, then just do it. Just get up and do it. Like, you know, this um, company that I'm building right now, I'm like, I wouldn't have done it a year or two ago just because so many of my friends have tried or I've seen other people do it, and I'm like, I just don't want – I'm afraid of what they'll think, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what? If anything, if they're my real friends, they're going to support me and be proud of me, you know? Yeah, even if you fail. Yeah, a friend of mine's a songwriter, and she was afraid to songwrite because so many of her friends do it, and she's just like, oh, I don't want to be put into that circle. I'm like, but you're good at it. And honestly, if you're born with the talent, if you're born with the vision, then that's already your yes, you can. Like, okay, my friend Gina, when she won her Golden Globe, she said, I can and I will. Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin, just to clarify for people. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like... You're talking to me like it's me. I know. I'm talking to you like it's you. Yeah, Gina. But, like, I say this. Your vision is your yes, you can. That vision doesn't come out of nowhere. It's obviously, like, implanted in your heart. I don't know what higher being anyone believes in. I believe in God. But if God puts that vision and that dream in your mind, it's because it can happen. That is your yes, you can. And you just have to work your ass off to make it happen and, and do it. The guy that you mentioned earlier, um, the story that I told about how he had a chance with someone and then um, regretted that later, like not having anyone. Um, He also told me that your regrets later in life, you regret more the chances that you didn't take than the ones that you did. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And it's, you know, do it now and say sorry later. Or just realize that... Like, it's okay to fail because then that's only going to make you stronger. That's how you learn, honestly. And then on you build – we heard this in church once. You build so much character when you fail. Talent can get you in the room. Character keeps you in there. Mm-hmm. And unless you have failures in life, you can't build that character you need to keep yourself in there, to be able to handle it. Like, there are things that I've done that have 
absolutely failed. And now with this new uh, chapter in my life that I'm about to take because of those failures, I know what not to do and what to do. Mm-hmm. And I have a whole different view of everything, you know? Yeah. It's crazy us being friends for over a year now and like seeing how much you've grown in that time too, because I feel like, I mean, I, I know I was a girl like a year ago and it sounds so cliche, but I feel like I know so much more and I'm so much more confident in like what I bring to the table. And I feel like you have the same thing too. Yeah. I mean, it came to a point where I just had to stop like feeling sorry for myself and just like step outside of myself and look at the overall picture. And you're right. We both have grown a lot within the last year. Yeah. Like Kathy and I have only known each other. We met 4th of July, 2014. That's when we met. And like, She's my work wife now. A ridiculous date. <laughs> I know. Fourth of July. We learned our independence within each other. Um, but yeah, we've both grown a lot, and I'm like proud of us. I mean, it's still a journey that we have to take, but I think we needed to go through that. And it was it's cool that I didn't go through it by myself. Like I met someone else that I was able to talk about it with and, yeah. and grow with, and I hope vice versa. Yeah. No, <laughs> so. Like you were saying, it's it's having that person or having other people that are going through the same issues or maybe who have gone through it prior. Um, they're the ones that are going to help you out with it. Yeah, exactly. Just know that your issue, whatever it is, whatever struggle you're trying to overcome, whatever insecurity you have, someone else is going through the exact same thing. You are not different. Don't feel alone. You're not alone. Don't feel unique. Like no one understands. No, someone does understand, and that person will be put in your life. So. At that point, I didn't open up a year ago because you and I had gone through through a similar situation in our love lives caused me to open up, and now we're here. We've grown a lot, but someone will be put into your life um, that you'll be able to trust. It's just a matter of being able to figure out who that is, but even if, you know, that per- sometimes people are in your life for seasons. So let's say you just lost a friend and that was that person for you, which I did this year. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. It's a season in your life. It happens, but you grow from it. For some reason, in life, you just have to go through a lot of pain. But it only makes you stronger and only makes you better. And, you know, it just, it it helps in the future. A lot of those rejections, too, whether they were boys, friends, jobs, I feel like I look back now, um, you know, years after, and I'm like, I'm so happy that that happened. So happy. And we all want to get married and have children one day. I just feel like all of that shit that I went through, it's going to make me a better wife and a better mother. And I have so much patience and so much grace for people now. How many kids do you want eventually? Because I come from a family of three girls, I wouldn't mind three, but I don't know. Do you want boys or girls? (laughs) I mean, obviously I'm my girl that's like, I want a boy so he can be the oldest. And then I want a girl so he can watch over his little sister. So I don't want an only child, so I'll, pr- I'll more than likely have at least two, three. We'll see. It depends. I heard pregnancy is, like, insane. It depends if you, like, love it or not. I only want boys because I was such a brat when I was growing up to my mom. True. If I got a girl that was a smart ass like me, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> and I do – I'm going to have a mama's boy. I know I'm going to have a mama's boy. Yeah. But then I also want a girl so I can, like, you know, dress her up and then tell her how to – date and not date and be like don't make the mistakes i did when i was a child yeah so i can't do this interview without talking about wwe how did you originally start watching how did you get into it 
Um, back in elementary school when it was WWF, I think a guy that I liked watched it. And so I could like have conversations with him. I started <laughs> watching it. But then I eventually like, got really into it, like to a point where I was a bigger fan than him. Like yeah. I would have withdrawals Fridays and Saturday because I needed to watch it. So I was like, Sunday night heat, like Sunday was the longest day of my life because I just needed Sunday night heat. I needed to know what happened between Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. This was before they got married and stuff like that. <laughs> but like Thursday night Smackdown, Monday night Raw, Sunday night heat, which doesn't exist anymore. I was there. Like my parents were so annoyed with me when I would ha ask yeah. them to – yeah, when I would ask him for um, to get uh, WrestleMania on pay-per-view, yeah, because it was only in their room and they would go so late. So my dad, you, you know, he gets up at three o'clock in the morning yeah. to go to work, and I'm over here like Stone Cold Steve Austin. But my <laughs> sisters and I got so into it, like to the point where we would buy Playstations just so we can play the games. Yeah. So your family or your sisters ended up getting into it, but your family like had never watched before. They weren't fans. Never watched before. It was because of me, and it was because I liked a boy. You and I have been to wrestling rings, too, gotten in the ring a little bit. Oh, I felt like such a badass. I felt like such a badass, especially because I was like, I want bruises. Just tell people I was in the ring. And then, like, I sent the video to Mike the Miz. He's like, he thinks I'm the weirdest person. I'm like, you're in WWE, and you think I'm weird. He's like, why? Like, why? <laughs> I feel like you're his annoying little sister. Oh, I definitely am, for sure. <laughs> How many people did you get asking if you were going to start wrestling after that? Oh, my God. Everyone thinks I'm trying to be a diva. So let it be known here on Chatting with Kathy, I'm not trying to be a diva. Um, like I said earlier, if something interests me and someone says I can't do something, then I'm like, watch me. Yes, I can. So You just want to chop someone, let's be honest. I just want to flip someone. <laughs> Anything. A table. Or a person. A person. Why do you think that you haven't grown out of that love of wrestling, too? Because I feel like a lot of people do watch when they're younger, and then it kind of fades away. Um, probably just because it's my little escape, too. Just kind of like with dance, where um, it's my way to, it's my happy place. It's my way to get away. It's my way to not think. And it's like a soap opera I watch, and I love it, you know? And I love seeing the passion that each of them have for it, and just how much they get into character and I think Mike really helped me enjoy it too because he's he's two different people yeah. I can't stand the Miz he said it is actually a character it's not a real human doing all these things and I think it's out now like with Total Divas and Tough Enough it's a character like the, the secret's out you know although I was really devastated when I found that out as a kid I was like what do you mean it's real like I legit Santa Claus isn't real either do you know I would cry like when Vince McMahon <gasps> When Stone Cold Steve Austin put that cement in the car with Vince McMahon, I was legit worried. I was crying. Oh, no, no. I was crying when um, The Rock locked Stone Cold Steve Austin in a room with rattlesnakes. I lost my shit. I was like, I need SmackDown. What happened to Stone Cold? Like, and at that time, Google wasn't really popular. So I was just like having anxiety <laughs> for days. Like, I can't believe The Rock did that. But... um. I don't know. I just, I just love it. And I think too, with our friendship and stuff, it's really cool to finally like be able to talk about it with someone. Um, and I don't know. You're obsessed with total divas too. So totally obsessed with total divas. It's such a good show. So I have some fun questions. Some of them are things that I think that people would want to know. Some of them are things that I just want to know because I feel like I do know a lot about you, but there's always more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where's my wine? <laughs> okay. 
how often do you Google yourself? Mm, okay. Not, <laughs> not a lot, actually. But when I meet a guy, because nowadays that's what people do. Is yeah, they Google each other. So when I meet a guy and I like him, I know immediately he's going to Google me. So I Google me to see what comes up. And to see what pictures come up. Yeah. So that's when I Google myself. And then I obviously I go on my Instagram, like, what have I posted? You know? So um, it's not often I hate reading anything. Okay. Do you watch your own movies or, like, your own performance in certain things? Because I know a lot of actors or actresses don't do that. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Um, I'm forced to because there's, like, screenings and yeah. stuff. Um, but, but no, I, I try not to. Like, there were... Sorry guys, I didn't watch Secret Life. If I sometimes I would watch it just for my performance, just yeah. to see if I what I can change and how I can be better. But like, it's so hard to watch yourself. It's so hard. I, I mean, I'm the same way. Where I feel like you know what you're capable of, and you just want to do the best, and you're your own worst critic. I'm just hard on myself. Like I'll watch it and be like, Oh my god, I should have done this. Why didn't I do that? And then it bothers me, yeah. and it gives me anxiety. I suffer from anxiety. So it gives me anxiety, and I'd just rather not put myself through that. So I understand why people don't watch their stuff. Yeah. It's hard. Always trying to get better, though. Yeah, exactly, which is why I'm in acting class still. So can you teach me your favorite phrase in Spanish or a Spanish curse word? A Spanish curse word? Um, I mean, hijo de la gran puta. I know puta. No, I said hijo de la gran puta. It means motherfucker. This podcast is going to be explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a beep there. Mother. I know. Um, you said curse word. I know, but I didn't think you would say it in English. There you go. So what is it? Hijo, Hijo de, de la, la gran, gran puta. puta. Yeah. Hijo de la gran puta. Um, what else? <laughs> um, my dad used to say this, and he made this popular. I don't even know how to translate it in English, but um, and my dad is el cubo de la mañana. Apriete jodido. Apriete. Apriete jodido. Jodido. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a dish. It's not, oh. but anytime anyone says it in Spanish, like yeah. no, people just laugh. It's funny. Oh, okay. I think apriete. What is it? Apriete. Jodido. High school, we had to write a soap opera, a Spanish soap opera, and uh, I remember, estoy embarazada. 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 <laughs> Emba. I got an A on it. Francia, stop correcting me. <laughs> embarazada that means you're pregnant. Yeah. Well, that's because all soap operas are like that. It's like there's the villain who's in love with the guy that's in love with the good girl, yeah. and then in order to trap him, she's like, no, no me puedes dejar porque estoy embarazada. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes, so Barbara's two Spanish ones, it makes me laugh because, like, the guy will legit have never had sex with her, but, like, she convinces him that she's pregnant by, with his kid and, like, he marries her. Immaculate conception. She's a virgin Mary. What's virgin in Spanish? Virgen. Oh, that's easy. I can do that one. Okay, cool. Next question. If you could eat only one thing the rest of your life, what would you eat? Oh, French fries. French fries, okay. I was but like, thinking would be tacos, but oh, tacos. Yeah, tacos. Here's the thing. Can it be both? 
No, because you I need a side dish. I can't, like, you can't have a burger without fries. Yes, you can. Oh, you can't. Okay, maybe tacos, because you're going to get a bunch of different tacos. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do it in different ways. But now with poutine being popular now, like, you can get fries in many different ways, too. Mm -hmm. Tacos. Okay, you're right, tacos. I know that you hate dessert, too. So what is your favorite dessert, even though you hate it? Brownies. Brownies? I love brownies. I do like brownies. Okay. If you were to go on a date with a Disney prince in real life, which prince would you pick? Mm, which one has the most money? Just kidding. I wanted to be shallow. I wanted to be Princess Jasmine, so I'm going to say Aladdin. Aladdin. He's the one with the least money. It's and he's also not a prince. Oh, you said prince? choose Aladdin that's totally fine I just love that you said which one has the most money and then you choose Aladdin well, I was said I'm kidding afterwards and Aladdin gets a genie no other prince gets a genie true um prince prince, prince 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 would it be hold on I'm trying to think of Disney movies now I feel like they're all named charming or is that just one? Oh yeah they're all prince charming oh yeah they're all prince charming. should I say Cinderella Cinderella's prince mm-hmm she didn't know what she looked like the next day. She had like beer goggles on or something. Yo, isn't that weird? Yeah. How that happens? All of them are are weird. Okay, all of them. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just gonna say Aladdin. Just Stick with Aladdin. Because I want to be Princess Jasmine. Okay. Well, fair enough. And I want a, a pet tiger. Moving on. Um, hypothetical. If you had a wedgie on a date, would you pick it? Yes. And I announce it. <laughs> I would totally on the first date. Yes, I totally announce it. That's my humor. That's my that's my personality. Like I don't care. Like I'm also gonna order ribs and have barbecue sauce all over my fingers and face on a first date. I'm not gonna order a salad and water. Okay, I am gonna be me. So I will tell him. Sorry, I actually say sorry. Can you stand behind me real quick? I have to. I have to pick my wedgie. That's incredible. I love that so much. Totally. I I don't care. If I was a dude, I would date the shit out of you. <laughs> then why am I single? Because I'm not a dude. So, not career-related, what is something that you want to do or have to do? Like, what's something on your bucket list? I think I really do want to get a college degree. Really? Yeah. Okay. I do want to get at least my bachelor's, just to say I have it. What in? Criminology. Really? Yeah. Why? Like, where is this passion coming from? I am... Well, one, I obviously with what I do, um, I'm obsessed with studying human behavior and psychology is a course that you have to take in criminology. Um, but I mean, this is a terrible example because even when you're like Googling like college um, majors and stuff, they say, if you like law and order, this is not a reason to want to study this. I do love law and order. Dum -dum. But like, you know, it's just part of like human behavior and obviously it's going to help me in, in what I actually do but um, I've been obsessed with following cases like Amanda Knox and Jody Adias and stuff and it's just I'm just curious to know the system and how everything works and how things are determined and stuff and ma mainly the psychology behind it that is so cool like I'm actually really impressed by that answer oh thanks yeah I've actually really looked into it so how curious are you about this then uh, pretty serious. When I was on location recently, I was doing a lot of research. Um, I've been talking to my sister about it, and I'm actually supposed to meet with the counselor over at UCLA just to kind of talk about what I have to do in order to do it, which I'm freaking out about because apparently 
obviously I have to start with, you know, a JC before I go into the yeah. university, but I have to take a test. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't remember my math and English. I need to get a tutor. I looked at the sample test, and I was like, I don't remember fractions. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I've looked into it pretty seriously. Well, and it's not something I've told people, so surprise. <laughs> Next question. If you could time travel, wormhole, like, back 10 years, what is something that you would tell yourself? 10 years when I was in – so I would have been 17 years old. I would have told myself, you know, back when I was 17, again, I was so focused on getting married and having a boyfriend and having a high school. Like, literally, my goal in high school was to have a high school sweetheart that it kind of took away from my studies. And I would have told myself to be patient and to trust in time. Isn't that crazy, though? Because I remember having conversations with my friends when I was that age, thinking that I would be like, married by 23 24 have kids by 26 27 and now we're 26 27 and like not just single but like I feel like I'm still a kid I don't feel ready for kids whatsoever I'm completely content giving them back at the end of the day yeah I I I can't even imagine it I'm like 35 sounds great to maybe do that like anytime I'm around a kid I'm like oh this is great birth control like you're not ready for this (laughs) I mean, I have a dog, and not saying a dog is like a kid, but it kind of is. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of responsibility. You know, he's my child, and I have to bathe him and feed him and all this stuff, but they, he doesn't grow up. Gatsby's still puking on your jeans. <laughs> Roman Gatsby puked on my jeans today. He got a little car sick. So, so anyway, um, yeah, I would tell myself to just take my time. And I'll also, I'll admit this, back when I was in school, and I don't know if it's relevant today, but... Back then, it wasn't cool to be smart. So I wish I I would tell myself, like, dude, study. It's okay to have an A. Just because your friends are failing doesn't mean you need to. You know, I I did okay in school, but I was a lot smarter than I actually let out. And I would tell myself to stop caring about what other people think. It's okay to be smart. And I think it's cool nowadays. I'm not sure. They always say date the geek or marry the geek because they're the ones that are going to be successful. Hey, seriously. You know, I have two friends who... They just went to the high school reunion, and they were the nerds. No one gave them the time of day, and now they are very, very successful entrepreneurs, and it's like, oh, now you want to be nice to me. Um, They own the the company that does those freaking, they're not hoverboards, the, oh, the, um, I want one of those. What's it called? They call, they're called U-wheels, but like the scooter without the handle, like. I can't even do it. I can't stand up by myself but I still want one I would look like an idiot but I'd be the happiest idiot in the world oh wait till you see the one I'm getting next question what is something that a stranger would be surprised to learn about you I think I revealed a lot today (laughs) um my love for WWE um that you're a nerd I love popping pimples but I feel like everyone loves to do that I will ask a complete stranger if I can pop their pimple I'm so weird and so gross. I it, like That's I get this. I follow Dr. Pimple Popper on Instagram just Stop to watch it. her pop pimples. I love it. And I don't care. Yeah. Uh, what is something that I would be surprised to learn about you? Well, again, I feel like I revealed a lot. I mean, you were surprised about my college dream. Yeah. So. That's true. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, and I think you're grossed out about my pimple popping. I think I knew about your pimple popping. I didn't know how far it went, the extent of the pimple popping, but. Oh, my God. I mean, if I'm dating you, it's bad. Like, I'm like, hey, there's a pimple. Can I pop it? It's an ingrown. Let me get my tweezers. No wonder you're single. (laughs) Dang it. Whatever. I'm transparent. I have no filter. It's who I am, okay? I pick my wedgies, and I don't care. What advice do you have for people that might look up to you or want to follow in your footsteps, whether it's in the industry or in these new ventures that we learned about in this episode? What advice I give? I mean, I I don't know in, like, what sense of people that want to do it, too, or what? That, like young girls or even guys that maybe want to get into the industry, whether it's acting, dancing, um, being behind the camera. Just like Rita Moreno told me, study. Just study and be active and in it and be a good person because people like to help people. I love helping people. Um, people that are helping me love to help people, but I mean, if they're not genuine about it, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. You know, don't That's use a me. Conception too that everyone who's anyone in the industry has like stepped on people to get there and I don't believe that at all it has happened but they're miserable I mean people have done things to be where they're at right now and they're one of the most miserable people miserable people I've ever met um and just be a genuine person work hard because you're gonna embrace it at the end of the day Um, so this brings us to our shameless plug section and I guess whatever you would like to promote, whether it be social media, any radio shows that you might have, or anything else. Okay, so social media, you can follow me at on Twitter, at The Real Francia, on Instagram, at Francia Raisa, or if you want to know how to say it right, it's Francia Raisa. Yeah. Not Francia. A lot of people think I'm named after the wine. I am not named after the boxed wine. I am named after the country. Francia... <laughs> Is the way you say France in Spanish. So Instagram, Francia Raisa, Twitter, at The Real Francia. Catch What the Francia every Tuesday on Dash Radio. We also have a Twitter and Instagram at WT Francia. And as far as projects, because all of you are asking, yes, I am filming. Yes, I have projects, but unfortunately they will not be released until 2016. What? Yes. We have to wait that long? I have to wait that long, too. No, I know. So don't worry, guys. Um, Thankfully, I get to see you almost every day. Seriously. (laughs) So thanks for having me. This was fun. Francia, thank you so much for being the guest. Now, my question for you. Are we going to have dinner? Or did you already eat? Because you always do that to me. (laughs) So I got to go. And uh, okay, thanks for this. Okay, so I knew that Francia was a really good cook, and I knew that she has no trouble making fun of herself, but I had no idea that she wanted to study criminology, so we're all kind of learning new stuff on this podcast. I want to thank her again for being the very first guest after the relaunch of Chatting with Kathy. It can be kind of terrifying putting yourself out there, and I think that that's why I took a little hiatus from doing these. Uh, something I've definitely dealt with in the past, worried that something that you do is going to suck or worried about what other people think. Sometimes you just have to get over that and do it. On that note, let me know what you think. Tweet me using the hashtag chatting with Kathy and rate us five stars on iTunes. Let me know how you think the show could improve or what guests you'd like to hear from in the future. 
Also, send me your questions because we're going to be doing that Q&A that I mentioned earlier. After the interview next week, we'll be answering, or I'll be answering, uh, questions that you have. So if you have any life questions, dating questions, uh, all that stuff, send those to me. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can do that. At Katherine Kelly on Twitter, at Kathy Kelly on Instagram. I'm also on Snapchat and Periscope, so follow me there as well. Thank you again to Francia for being today's guest. Thank you to Kevin Undergaro for helping me produce this. Thank you to Phil Svitek for letting me borrow your microphone and helping me upload this because I had no idea how to do that yet. Thanks to you guys for sticking with me and listening to this for the last hour. And make sure to subscribe so that you can get new episodes of Chatting with Kathy every week. Bye!